0: try to be a hand to the sole of our feet, Lord. Whatever we stand in the need of right now, Lord, Lord, you meet us at the point of our need. Lord, you give our hearts and our minds and, and our spirits, Lord, a refreshing, Lord. Lord, we need the more of you on today. Lord, less of me and more of you on today, Lord. Less of my thoughts, Lord. Less of my desires. Less of what I want, Lord. But I need more of you on today. Lord, help me to think, Lord, Lord, help me to follow the path that you've designed for me, Lord. Help me today, Lord. Oh, somebody say, help me, Lord. Oh, somebody say, help me, Lord. Somebody say, help me right now, Lord. I stand in the need of your help. I stand in the need of your direction. I stand in the need of your purpose. Help me right now, Lord. I don't know what I can do without you, Lord. I don't know what to do without you, Lord. I don't know how I can make it without you. But Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, send your spirit of fresh on us, Lord. Send your spirit in my situation, Lord. Fall a fresh on me right now, Lord. Lord, have your way. Have your way right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Have your way right now, Lord. Have your way in my mind, Lord. Have your way in my body, Lord. Have your way in my home, Lord. Have your way in my situation, Lord. Lord, have your way. Hallelujah. They have that emotion. Lord, have your way right now in me, Lord. Lord, I came for a turnaround. I didn't come expecting my situation to be the same. But Lord, as I come here, Lord, I'm expecting you to turn some things around in my life. Oh God. Lord, I'm expecting you to turn some things around in my life. And Lord, I need you to do it right now. Oh somebody say right now, Lord. 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 Do it for me. Right now. Do it for me. Right now. Hallelujah. 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 And Lord, for you just being God, Lord, we're going to give you the glory. For you just being God, we're going to give you the honor. For you just being God, we're going to give you the praise right now in Jesus' name. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 some praise right there. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Has God been good to anybody out there? I said, has the Lord been good to you? Why don't you open your mouth and give him some praise if the Lord has been good to you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God has been good, and we're thankful because of his goodness, his mercy, and his kindness towards each and every one of us. And we are certainly grateful to God for seeing each of you here with us on this morning. I know that God has been good to you by your very presence on this morning. And I just want to share something with somebody today. Just I want you to do it for me. Look at your neighbor and, and point at them and say, God is not through blessing you. God is not through. Come on, point at somebody else and tell them. God is not through. Blessing you. Hallelujah. Some of you are waiting. Some of you are waiting. But I want you to know that God is not through. Hallelujah. Blessing you. You're still breathing. That means God yet has a plan for you. You're still here. That means God yet has purpose invested in you. Oh, I want somebody to say it with me this morning. Talk to yourself. Say, God has purpose invested in me. Oh, you ought to wake up every morning and say that to yourself. God has purpose invested in me. And God is not one to be slack concerning his blessings. He's not slack to be concern, blessing concerning those things he has invested. But God is going to make sure that that thing that he's invested in you that is able to grow. And God is going to, because he has so much purpose tied up in you. We're going quickly to the word of the Lord on this morning. And I'm excited to share what God has for us on this morning. If you'll go with me to Genesis, the eighth chapter, and we'll be looking at verse 22. And for those of you who write notes down, let me just let you know. We'll also be looking at Job chapter 14, verse 7, and then the 126th Psalm we'll begin at verse four. Again, that's Genesis chapter eight, verse 22. Then we'll go over to Job chapter 14 and look at verses seven through nine. And finally, we'll conclude with Psalm 126 and we'll be looking at verses four through six. This time of year, God really has parted in my heart sharing about seed time and harvest. It's that time of year, and we want to talk about that on this morning, and we're just going to share a few scriptures into your hearing as we discuss this idea of this next, over this today and probably a lot of this month, we're going to be talking about seed time and harvest, and this is our first message in that series of thoughts and messages And we want to talk about that on this morning, starting in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And the word says from the English Standard Version, Genesis 8 and 22, While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Job 14 and 7 reads like this, For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. And finally, I want to talk from Psalm 126 and 4. It says, restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negeb." Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Our thought for this morning is simply called unwatered. I would just say that with me, say unwatered. Unwatered. When I begin to think of unwatered, I begin to think of people who for their lives have been talking about the potential of their lives and people who are living with unrealized expectation. And we want to talk from the, the thought unwatered on this morning as it relates to the seed. somebody say this when we say, I am a seed. Understanding that concept as we go forward will help you to understand what underpins our thoughts for this morning when we talk about being unwatered. The only difference between being buried and being planted is potential. The only difference between being buried and and being planted is potential. Because you bury things in the same ground that you plant them in. The only difference is when you plant something, you are expecting something to come out of it. When you plant, you expect something to come out of that which you have planted. Somebody say expectation. So when, when I think about that, I, I also came to this conclusion because some of you are right here, and I think this may encapsulate why some of us are wondering, why have we not grown? Why are we not growing? Why am I not seeing more fruit from that which I am doing? Realizing potential requires us watering and feeding something that we cannot see. Realizing potential requires us watering and feeding something that we cannot see. If you'll show that picture in the back, brother, I want to I I share a thought with you. You see these little sprouts that are coming from the ground. But if you observe the pattern closely, there is something that should be there on the left. On the far left, there is an empty space, and you don't see anything. And I want to share with you this morning, I want you to look at that space, and I want you to conceptualize it. I want you to think about it, because some of us are right there. Some of us are right there. We come from the same seed as the shoots of the sprouts that we see visually. We see those. But some of us are right there. We similarly were planted. We similarly are in the same ground. We're in the same atmosphere. We have the same situation, but we simply have not yet sprouted. And I want you to understand that some of you might be right there. You might be a seed that simply has not yet sprouted. I have the same potential. I have the same resources, but I simply have not yet come forth with the potential that God put in me. And then when we're here, it's easy for us to look at our surroundings and say, well, why am I not there? Well, I, I, I'm in the same place. I, 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 we have a similar background. We're, we're in a similar place. Why am I not there? It seems that I ought to be there, but yet my potential has not yet been seen. It has not yet been realized. And I'm asking the question, why? And the question I'm really asking is why, in, as it relates to my circumstances, sometimes it's not just us, but sometimes it's also our situation that looks like that. I look at my neighbor's situation and I see things sprouting, but I look at my situation and all I see is ground. Nothing has come forth out of my situation, and then we get to a point where we begin to wonder, why am I still watering and feeding a situation that has not yet grown? Because that's what realizing potential is. Realizing potential, the farmer, he, he, he's, an, he's an expert on realizing potential because a lot of time in the year, he's, he's just sitting there tilling ground that has not yet sprouted. But he understands that I have to still water it, I have to still feed it, I have to still tend to it, even when I don't see anything. But many of us, when we see nothing, we stop watering we stop feeding it. We stop tending to it. Because to realize true potential, that means watering and feeding something that you cannot see. How do I behave when I don't see it? Where is my faith when I when I can't visualize it? How 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 how, how? Faithful am I to God when he has told me something is coming, but I have no visual proof of its existence. So that's the tough time because there's, there's a battle there. There's a battle between what God told me and what I see. God told me, go, go plant. He, God said, go knock, seek, and, and ye shall find. But, but I've done all that, but all I see is this. Why am I watering, tending, and feeding something that has not yet grown? Thank you, brother. See, what what we have to understand from that, and I'm about to turn a corner that helps you get there. What we have to see for that is that realizing that potential and waiting for that potential to come forth, everybody is not built for that. That's why as Christians, God is, he's helping us to build our faith so that we're ready for those no see nothing situations. But many of us, especially without the help of God and the Holy Spirit, we're not naturally built for that. We're not naturally built to continue to tend and water and feed something when we don't see it. We learn that through faith. And through faith, God will help us get through from what dad would say, some see nothing days. Days where we don't see anything. God will help us to get there when we're tired and weary of watering and feeding that bare ground, which is simply unrealized potential. As a result of that, we know everybody ain't saved. Everybody doesn't have Faith. Everybody doesn't have Christ operating in them. And since they don't, some of you all need to stop advertising how good your husband and your wife is on Facebook. I told you I was turning a corner. I warned you. You up here, taking pictures of all the stuff your wife cooks. She's a a wonderful cook. Look Look how beautiful she is, and you advertising your wife, and you advertising your husband. My husband tends to me, he takes me out, he does things. You publishing, let me give you this, a finished product to people who some of them don't know how to wait. And since they don't know how to wait. Instead of finding their own wife and finding their own husband, they on Facebook shopping for yours. <laughs> y'all, y'all, like, y'all about to be in here with me. Y'all aren't there yet. You, you, you're, you're publishing a finished and shopping them to people who are willing to take them because they don't like to wait. They don't like to invest in things. Bring my picture back up, brother. They don't like to invest in things that they don't see. So see, what, what, what happened is your wife and your husband's over here and, and, and they don't want to fool with that. So they're looking at what you shopping online. Come on now. I'm wondering why some people only date married folks. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm explaining to you. Because they, they want this, they ain't waiting for that. They're not waiting for it. They don't have the patience to water and till and attend and feed something that they cannot see. I wish I were here with me. (laughs) Because your husband and your wife, they didn't always look like this. You shopping them on Facebook while they look like this. What you need to tell somebody is you were there for 10 years while they look like that. Oh, yeah. I wish I had some real folks in here this morning. I need some real folks. While they were still trying to get their stuff together. And they looked like that. You were working with them. Let hey, it, me break it down to you. So, uh, any of you, you've probably seen the movie. It's called Acrimony. Acrimony is a movie with Taraji Henson. And I'm not going to give you the full plot. I'm, I'm going to give you the synopsis. But what happens is for years and years, she was helping her broke husband who didn't have any money, had nothing going for him. All he had was an idea. He had an idea in his mind. And he was working on that idea, and he was trying to get that idea in front of the right people, but he kept suffering setback after setback after setback, and he was just broke, had no money, didn't seem to have any hope. All he had was an idea. And at some point, Taraji got tired. She got tired of him being broke and only having an idea, so she allowed her folks Watch who you around. Watch your environment. I told you great things don't, envi- don't grow in a toxic environment. She allowed her folks, her mama, and her, her, her family to convince her to divorce him. She divorces him, and guess what happens? His idea gets put in front of the right person. And all of a sudden, he, he's able to write million-dollar checks himself. Because, see... T- Siraji said, I I was here, but I was here for too long. I got tired of being here. I needed to see this. And some of us, we might usurp, we might reject our own potential and our own path because we're tired of seeing nothing. We stop watering it. We're talking about unwater. We stop watering. We stop tending to it because we don't see anything. We stop being faithful to God. We we, we stop extending our faith. We stop praying. We stop being consecrated to him because we're tired of seeing that. And for the sake of something that looks like that, we'll leave what God told us to do. God told you to be here. God told you to water here. God told you to stay there. But you see this and you're ready to run. Like that man and that woman. They can't invest in their own marriage, so they shopping for your husband and your wife. Stop advertising your sprout to people who only see nothing. Because they'll come and try and take what you have, but they don't know what you invested They don't know how long you waited. And that's why it's important, even as as Christians, we have to testify. We have to tell people, I I didn't just pop up where I am right now. I've been through some things. I've struggled through some things. I've suffered through some things. There are some things that I'm still struggling with, that God is still helping me with. You might see this, but I remember when I was right there. And you know what? I might look like this now, but I still have the mindset. Oh, come on here. I still have the mindset of when I saw nothing. That means I'm still hungry. I'm still humble before God. I'm still praying. I'm still consecrating to him. I'm still praising him for everything that I have because you might see this, but I remember when, I wish I had some folks in here. I remember when I was right there. I remember when I couldn't see anything. And not only me, nobody else could see anything in me. They didn't see my potential. They didn't see what God was doing for me. But baby, please be patient with me. God, he's not through with me yet. Let's not leave that which we don't see unwatered simply because we don't see anything. And somebody say yet. You don't see anything yet. When I think of this, when I, when I think about that, some people are impressed when they see a lot of seeds, and I want you to get this, stay with me here. Some people are impressed when they see a collection of seeds, but the seed itself is intelligent. The seed will not grow until it's in the right environment. You know, you want an example of this? Some of you guys, you guys eat sunflower seeds. Those seeds are intended to grow, but you can put a sunflower seed in a pack and leave it there as long as you want to. It's not going to grow because it's not in the right environment. It has to be in the right environment. And some of us, that's, what, what I, that's why we have to accept Christ. Christ is how we grow. We're not planted until we receive him. We're just the seed sitting on the shelf until we have Jesus. I wish somebody would, uh, would get that this morning. You, you didn't really walk into the fullness of who you are until you had Jesus. Jesus provided the ground. Jesus provided the condition. Jesus provided the environment. So the little seed that he put in you has an opportunity to grow. It has to be in an environment where it can grow. So sometimes there are a lot of people who who haven't been confronted with the truth of Christ. And I told you what i tell you to say at the beginning. Say, I'm a seed. Say it again. Say, I'm a seed. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of seeds that are sitting in a lot of buildings, but they're not going to grow until they have Jesus. Until they've been introduced to the truth of who Jesus is. And sometimes, because we're seeds, we forget we 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 allow our eyes to attract us to places that have a lot of people, and they have a lot of people, and they have a lot of seeds, but they don't have the right environment. So they're just like a seed that's sitting on a shelf, and it's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. One of the saddest places you can go to me is a seed factory, because you're seeing a lot of seeds sitting on the shelf but it's not in the right environment, so it cannot grow. But the factory is there for a purpose. Its purpose is to distribute it to people who will put it in the right environment so that they can grow. It introduces them to the right nutrients and the right things so that they can grow. And I come to tell you, baby, you're all seed distributors. Every single one of you, under the sound of my voice, you're seed distributors. Why? Because the conditions they need to know to to be exposed to is Jesus. And you know Jesus. You have Jesus. So because you can introduce them to the right environment so that they can grow, you're seed distributors. You help to put them in the ground. You help to expose them to an environment where they can... Ah, that's why people that don't know you hate you at work. Because the devil recognizes there's a seed distributor in you. And if you talk to enough people around here, you might expose them to an environment where they might see Jesus and they might grow. Oh, That's a powerful responsibility as a seed distributor. I need to help create an environment where people can see Jesus so they can get in a place where they can grow. He put that in me. Jesus, that's why Jesus, he told the disciples, go ye into all the world and, and preach the gospel. In other words, he said, I need you to go out and I need you to find all the seeds and expose them to me so that they can be planted, so they can grow. Somebody say, I'm a distributor. I'm a distributor. I'm a seed distributor. I expose people to Jesus Christ so that their seed can be in the right environment so that they can that's a powerful responsibility that God has given me. Say it again. Say I'm a distributor. <laughs> Say it with pride. Say I'm a distributor. <laughs> what are you distributor? I'm distributing Jesus. You know? And when I when I expose the seed to Jesus, then they are planted and they're put in a position where they can grow. Where they can grow. And that's why there are so many people that. When you you minister God's gospel, that's why they feel attached to you because you expose them to the conditions that help them grow. And you know what? The seed, let me give you this. The seed can't do it by itself, but the seed wants to be in a place where it can grow. It craves being in a place where it can grow. And some of you are wondering why people are attached to you, why people seek you out, why people want to talk to you, because the seed in them senses that you have something in you that can help them grow. It it, it senses that that I'm not in a place right now where I can grow, but I'm sensing that they have something. That's why why the Philippian jailers said, what what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas, I, I, I sense that you have something that can expose my seed to the right environment so that it can grow. The seed in them wants to grow. It desires to grow. It doesn't want to be on the shelf. But it needs somebody like you to expose them to Jesus so that they can be planted, so that they can grow. And see, when the seed goes in the ground, when it comes back, you don't expect it to look like a seed. I don't plant a pumpkin seed and then wait to see if another pumpkin seed pops out of the ground. But what I put in, when it comes back, it's going to be different. The Bible says, behold, all things have become. New. It's going to come back different than what I, I put in there. It's not going to act the same. It's not going to behave the same. It's not going to look the same. It's going to come back different. So when you're planted and you begin to sprout, you should look different. People should look at you and say, I, I, I see something different because, baby, I'm not the same seed that was planted. When I God has exposed me to the right environment so I can grow. And when I grow, I come back looking different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come back looking different. Yeah. The thing about a seed is, and I want you to remember you're a seed. If I'm a seed, you, can only, only, you can't share eating a seed with somebody else. <laughs> I've never seen anybody take a seed and cut it in half and share it with somebody else. Come on now. But if the seed grows, it can come back as something that can feed everybody. It can come back as potatoes. It can come back as watermelon. It can come back as a tomato plant. It can come back as something greater than itself when it's exposed to the right environment. Because there's, that's the power of the seed. The seed doesn't come back as a seed. The seed doesn't even come back. A, 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 the seed doesn't even just come back as an apple. But when the seed comes forth, it comes back as an apple tree. So it can feed more people because there's something greater in you than you yourself. That's why it's important to make sure I carry myself in a certain way because I have more in me than you see on me. There's more to me than what you can see with your eyes. I possess something greater on the inside. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I must see, but when I grow, I'm able to touch more people. I'm able to reach more people. I, I'm able to feed more people because when I'm in the ground and it seems like I'm buried, I, 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 I don't, I, I, I'm not buried. I, I'm simply planted. And when I'm planted, it might be dark in here. And I, let me talk to somebody. Who, and it's dark where you are. I I might be a seed, but it's dark and it's wet and it's nasty, and I have more on me than than I think I can handle. But but, thank God that He's faithful. He he will not suffer you to be tempted above that, that you're able. You have a lot on you, and it's dark and wet and nasty where you are. But I came to tell you, baby, remind yourself I'm a seed. I'm a seed, so I have not been buried. I've simply been planted, and I'm coming out of this thing. Somebody say, I'm coming out. I wish I had some help here. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, I'm coming out. The beautiful thing about this, I'm going to have to split this message up. I'm going to have to finish here. The beautiful thing about a seed is there are three parts of the seed. There is the seed cover. Or there is the shell. The shell is what most of us, most of us, when we think about a seed, we think about a shell. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, I'm more than a shell. But when we think about it, we think about the seed coat or the shell. But the the other thing that are inside the seed coat is called the embryo. Somebody say the embryo. The embryo itself is the seed. And then inside the seed, also inside the shell, is the embryo and the endosperm. The endosperm itself is the food that feeds the embryo or feeds the seed while it's still inside the shell. See, the shell keeps the seed from drying out and dying. And some of us, we, we might still be inside the shell, but God already put something inside. I wish I were here. He put the food in, inside the seed so I don't die while I'm still inside the shell. I came to tell you, your shell might be your covering and God has you covered right now. But while I'm inside my covering, while I'm inside my shell and nobody knows what God's created me to be, God's still feeding me on the inside out of the shell, because he's not gonna let me die until what he put in me. I wish y'all were in here. I were it I can't die until what he put in me comes out of this shell. I came to tell somebody, you shall live and not die. God said, I put something in you, and you're not gonna die until what I put in you. Feeding you when you can't even grab the water. I'm feeding you and you haven't even sprouted yet. I'm feeding you and you haven't been planted yet. I'm feeding you and nobody's tending to you. But I came to tell you while you're still inside the shell, God said, My God shall supply all of Oh my God. Oh. oh my Somebody just say, he's feeding me. I might in a, be in a desperate place, but he's feeding me. I might be in a desert situation, but he's feeding me. Everybody might have abandoned me, but he's feeding me. The job may have laid me off, but right where I am, he's feeding me. Somebody say, he's feeding me. But something that I had never understood or, or, or given enough credit to is the seed coat or the shell. I just thought the seed coat just fell into the ground and then it just died. And just gave and just gave nourishment to the seed. But then I, I began to be exposed and I realized I had to take a little science lesson, and it told me that the seed coat is so intelligent that it knows when it's in the right environment. Like I told you, that seed coat doesn't break down while it's on the shelf. You can keep that that sunflower seed on the shelf all you want to and it won't break down, it won't open because it knows that it's not in the right. (sighs) Some of you all, you all had hurt in your family. Some of you had people who abused you emotionally and physically and and sexually. But I want you to know that while you were in that abusive environment, the shell was intelligent enough to recognize I can't open right here. I need to stay closed. But I have food on the inside that's still going to feed the shell, feed the seed until it can be exposed. But while you're in this toxic environment, I'm going to keep you closed up because there's something in you that cannot die I'm not gonna let you die in that abusive home I'm not gonna let you die in that foster system I'm not gonna let you die in the, with that teacher that doesn't know your potential I'm not gonna let you die where you are but I'm gonna keep the seed I'm gonna keep the shell on top of the seed and I'm gonna feed you inside the shell until you expose to an environment where you can grow I'm not going to expose your seed in that abusive marriage. I, I'm not going to expose your seed until you're in an environment where God knows you can grow. The shell is intelligent enough to know that I, I can't grow right here in the bag. I, I can't grow right here surrounded by the other seed. I, I have to protect the seed that's on the inside of me because it's not in the right environment yet. And some of y'all are wondering why? Come on, bring me my. There we go. Why do I still look like this? And God said, You're not in the right environment. Whew. The potential is still there. I'm still going to get out of you what I put in you, but you're not in the right environment. God said, I'm waiting. Oh. God said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That shall mount up with wings as eagles. That shall run and not be weary. That shall walk and not faint. You're not ready yet. Y'all need some help? Joseph was a seed that was inside the shell because he couldn't grow around his toxic brothers. He couldn't grow around a father that didn't believe in his dreams. He couldn't grow in the land where he was, but they had to do him like Abraham. God said, Abram, I need you to come from amongst your kindred because if you stay with your kindred, you'll stay in your shell. Your seed will never come out, but I need you to come out! Need you to come out of there because you'll never, you'll be Abram, but you'll never be Abraham if you don't come out. Said Joseph, if you stay right there with your brothers, you'll never come out and be what I have you to be. Some of you are right there because you haven't come out of that environment where you cannot grow. So, so then the seed cover, it, the seed cover recognizes, I need to be in the right environment. The other thing that the seed cover does, never gave it credit for that. When it's time for the seed to grow, the first thing that comes out of the seed cover are the roots. The seed cover is so intelligent, it knows that the roots need to grow down. I want you to get that. It knows the orientation of the seed. It knows how it's positioned. So it knows my roots can't grow up, but I need my roots to grow down. For your roots to grow down, you got to have depth where you are. And some of you all, the reason you look like this is because you still live in shallow situations. (laughs) God said, i trying to grow a tree, but where you are doesn't have enough ground to get enough depth. He said, I want you to be strong. I want you to be tall. But he said, your roots need room to grow. Amen. And I came to tell somebody today, you're in a shallow situation. God needs to move you out into the deep, but until he moves you to where you need to be, you are still going to look like that because your roots do not have room to grow. The other thing that the the, the seed cover does, not only does it know when it's time to start growing, not only does it know that the roots need to grow down, but it also understands that the shoot has to grow up. The shoot has to go up. Why does the shoot go up? The shoot goes up because the leaves are going to bring in the water and the sunshine. Because what does a seed need to grow? It needs light, it needs water, and it needs the right temperature. Light, water and temperature. Some of y'all in places where you can get light and water, but you're in the wrong temperature. You got toxic people that God's waiting for you to get out of your atmosphere. I wish I had help. He has toxic situations that are starting your growth. And God saying when your temperature is right, when your environment is right, he said, I'm going to cause you to grow. And the seed cover knows the only way that I'm growing. He said, I have to go up and the sprout goes up. And when the sprout goes up, that, that I'll remind you that when I when I'm in the right place, I understand that my hands need to go up. If I'm really going to grow out of this thing, sometimes your hands got to go up because when your hands go up, you told me, you said, when the praises go up, you told me the blessings come down. And what I found out is the blessing takes the form of what exactly you need. My God shall supply all my need. So when the blessing come down, it recognizes where I am in the germination process. That means he knows exactly what the seed needs in that moment. I need a good environment. I need the right temperature. I need some sunlight. I need some water. I need to get rid of the toxic people around me. I need to get rid of situations that might disturb my growth. I need to be in a place that's deep enough for my roots to go down. And if my roots can't go down, then my shoot can't come up. And I came to tell somebody today, God's waiting for you to step out in faith uh, into a situation uh, that's deeper than yourself Uh, and the reason you haven't gotten there uh, is because you don't have enough faith uh, to step out into a situation that's bigger than you. Uh, I came to tell you somebody, uh, the situation God has for you uh, it's bigger than you Uh, it's deeper than you've ever experienced Uh, it requires faith uh, to step out uh, into something that's bigger than you And God's saying, I need you to step out into something bigger. I need you to step out into something deeper. And when you get there, he said your roots can grow. And when your roots go down, your hands ought to go up. And you ought to give God praise. And I'm praising God for bringing me out for where he wants me to be I'm praising God for letting me grow out in the situation where I am somebody lift up those hands and praise him hallelujah come on and praise him everyone standing here, come on and praise him hallelujah come on and praise him hallelujah come on give God some praise in here hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Let me tell you something, and I'm I'm concluding with this: when you till the ground, when you prepare the ground for planting. And the farmers will tell you this, and some of you guys have gardens. You know this, too. When you prepare the ground to grow your tomatoes, that same preparation process will also help you grow potatoes. You can grow watermelon. What did Shirley Caesar say? Greens, beans, you know what I mean you can, when you set that environment you can grow all of those things and what I found out we can do the same thing when we give God praise we can set an atmosphere by praising God then we can God can do different things Oh, I wish you were here with me God can do different things in, in, that, in that atmosphere, let me tell you, reminds me of Jairus, Yairos, however they say it. Jairus had put Jesus on a path to go heal his daughter. But some of y'all remember what happened on the path while he was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. That's when the infamous woman with the issue of blood came. Uh, and she said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I, I, I think I shall be made whole. What had happened was Jairus had created an environment that even though he needed something different, the woman at the issue of blood still got what she needed. I don't know what somebody needs on this morning, but I came to tell you, your praise saturates the environment, and when God is in the environment, somebody might need healing, somebody might need deliverance, somebody might need salvation, but when the environment is set, God can supply all your needs, whatever you need, the variety of your needs. God said, I can meet you at the point of your need right now. Somebody in this house, I need to put those hands up.
1: Hallelujah. With those hands
0: lifted, I don't know what you need from God. I don't know what you desire from God right now. What you need might not be what I need, but when we praise God, when we send the praises up, the blessings come down. And the blessings meet us at the very point of our need. Lord, you meet needs right now, Lord. Hallelujah, meet needs right now, Lord. Whatever the need might be, Lord, you meet the need right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs health, Lord. Somebody needs finances, Lord. Somebody needs relationship miracles, whatever they need right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you meet people at the point of their need. Lord, we declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, if you accept it, if you believe it, come on, put those hands together. those of you who've been watching us online we pray that you live in the miracles and the expectation of God know that you're a seed and that God is watering you and has planted you for a purpose until we shall see you again God bless you I hope and pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today if you wish to partner with us you can do so by give a download the app On Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the 2 line and in the 4 line tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.